Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm your host, Brian DeVore. A unique approach to finding senior living, and specifically, assisted living. Uh, well, I thought a great person to talk about that topic was my friend Susan Carey, and she is with Assisted Living Locator. Susan, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me in. And I just wanted to mention one thing yeah. about you, Okay. If that's okay. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for all the work that you do for our aging population and for all of the seniors in San Diego County. You are truly one of the hardest working people that I have met. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I I, I did not pay her to say this, but we'll (laughs) we'll keep that in anyway because I do appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you very much. And you're you're, you're obviously also a hardworking individual um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to doing what you do. Um, In the industry, it's called placement, but Mm -hmm. we've talked a little offline about that. You don't really prefer the term placement. So why is that? Well, I think of the term placement as cold and sterile, right? If you were speaking with a family and you said, oh, I offer placement services for your mom or dad, they're going to think that you're going to place them in a home, you know, or you know, parked in front of a TV for the rest of their days, and that's not what I do. I offer referral services in the senior industry. Much like you, you have a whole village of people that you can call on. I do the same thing, you know, with assisted living, independent living, memory care communities, and even, you know, our smaller board and care homes for families or, you know, for potential residents. Um, and I, I think of it more as finding the right home for them as a comparison to real estate. Yeah. Right? You want to find the, the right home, the right fit for the, the resident. Yeah. You know, they're comfortable. No, exactly. Now, your background is different than some who do this for a living. You have more of a professional background versus a clinical background. Talk about your background and how that kind of uh, feeds into what you do. So I actually came from the corporate world, uh, many years selling office automation and a couple little side excursions. Um, Then I had a serious illness back 12 years ago or so, kind of got me like off track from the corporate world, kind of have time to do a little soul searching. What do I want to do with the rest of my life? Um, I want to do something more, something more meaningful. Um, And ultimately it led me to this industry but I've always had like deep connections with my clients you know whatever industry I've been in um, I find myself really listening to what people have to say and you know I've had like a servant's heart really in all the work that I've done you know corporate or otherwise and so it really led me naturally to this position in the in the senior care industry got it now, you oftentimes have more than one client per client. And what I mean by that is, if you're helping a senior find a home uh, or a place to live, um, oftentimes you're also working with their adult children, another mm-hmm. loved one. Um, mm-hmm. h- how, how do you find that uh, in, in your line of work of, of dealing with different personalities and different people? Well, you have to be a bit of a chameleon because personalities are so different. Sometimes there's like sibling rivalry or one person thinks that, you know, they know what's right for mom or dad. You know, you, 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 I can always bring in resources if I don't feel as though I'm able to be a mediator. But really finding the person that has the right 
um, you know, the right position, the, the right thoughts really for their mom or dad. You know, some people, you know, have ulterior motives. Maybe they don't want mom to spend the money or whatever. Um, but we want to find the right, the right place for mom or dad. Yeah. And, and you know, the right fit. Yeah. What's best. Now, there's, there's a whole myriad of reasons why a senior would want to or needs to move to assisted living. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it could be uh, medical issues. Um, it could be um, they're not getting the nutrition that they need. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons that we've talked about this is isolation and loneliness. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. pandemic really exasperated that quite a bit and I think opened a lot of people's eyes to how isolated and alone a lot of seniors are. So talk about that uh, and how that works in your mind. So isolation and loneliness not only affected our seniors or our elderly or aging population, I think through COVID it affected everybody to a certain extent. Um, you know, just losing that social connection a couple of years ago, AARP did a study, um, and just people over 45, one in three admitted to loneliness. Wow. So, like, that is huge. And Even as young as 45? As young as 45. Think about it. I think even young people have, like, young people, high school students can suffer from loneliness. But as, as we age... Um, you know, we may have found ourselves losing a spouse, losing friends, um, just maybe mobility. And, you know, you might find that someone is capable of living at home. They can take care of themselves, but it might not be the best place for them. If they've lost those connections, it can lead to a tremendous amount of disconnection, isolation, which then leads to some health issues, right? It is a, a, being lonely is a poor prognosis for health. Uh, can be depression, anxiety, um, sometimes substance abuse, and even suicide. Uh, if you look up one of the leading causes of, of death in our older population, it's isolation and, and um, you know, suicide or some of those other right. um, diseases. There was a stat that I remember reading that um, being socially isolated, not having to connect, which means not having a connection to others, because that's Mm -hmm. truly what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're we're social animals. You know, we're Mm -hmm. we're meant to be in packs. Mm -hmm. Um, It's equivalent to or worse than smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. And think about, you know, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day and how bad that is. Um, Being isolated and alone, you lose that connection. Your health goes down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was a study that was done a year or two ago. Um, they surveyed, I forget how many people, um, seniors, about their preferences for how they want to live that next chapter. Mm-hmm. And I think this, it was like 83% wanted to age in place at their own home, mm-hmm. which is great. And if they, like you mentioned, if they can, that's one thing. Who wouldn't? But should, right. But should they? You know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the question. It's mm-hmm. going to be obviously an individual answer for every person. Everyone's got their own, you know, unique situation. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, if you're not getting the the socialization that you need, mm-hmm. maybe a community could be a good fit for you. Well, it's funny. Um, many of the people that are wanting to age in place um, feel as though, you know, if I go to a home, I'm going to wither away and die, and that's going to be the end of my days. When in fact 
most often the opposite is true. They begin to thrive because they've developed new social connections. They're doing activities and things that they haven't ever done before. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's some exercise. It's just social interaction and intellectual discussion with other people, you know, their peer group. And often they just thrive. They really do. And, and they're, they're eating right. They're getting they're, their nutrition that they're supposed to get. And they're getting most often really good food. Mm -hmm. Really good food. Right. Yeah. And they're being cared for and monitored, monitored um, you know, to be sure that they are safe and that they're doing well. Um, and if they do need assistance, they get it. They get it every day. And if someone has, you know, some mild, you know, cognitive impairment, they're getting assistance there. Um, you know, in, in the communities, they are a huge support. Not only the staff that works there, but just also the, the peer group and the other residents. It yeah. can be very fun for people. I've, I've talked with residents inside these communities, and they're just thriving. They're happy as can be. Yeah, and yeah. I know, I remember going to an event that you were at, um, and you went before the event to go visit a client that you had just mm -hmm. moved in there, um, and they were doing great. Um, and mm -hmm. that was only a short amount of time, mm -hmm. even longer, even better. Mm -hmm. um, we just touched the tip of the iceberg of this subject. Um, mm -hmm. For more information, to contact Susan, her information's on the screen. You can call her, um, you can uh, visit her website, but um, definitely get a hold of her if you're just beginning the process or just thinking about this for yourself or for a loved one. Um, again, it may not be for you, but it may be. Have the conversation, uh, at least begin the discussion and see if it makes sense for you. Susan, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.